Hey everyone, SBJ here. Just wanted to let you know that this episode of It's Super Effective is brought to you by all our backers on Patreon. If you want to support It's Super Effective, you can head over to patreon.com slash it's super effective and pick one of the reward tiers that we have to offer. You can pledge as little as $1 a month to help support the show. Now, you don't have to pledge anything. This is just if you want to see the show advance, you want to see more stuff from us. We started to do Twitch streaming and Dungeons and Dragon Nights, our other new podcast. So it just is a way for us to take more risks and to do more things for you guys without worrying about breaking the bank. We do have a couple new reward levels that I want to point out. For $4 a month, you can support us, gain access to our Slack, which, by the way, any level can gain access to our Slack. Though even a dollar a month will gain access to our Slack community. But for $4, you gain access to our exclusive gold channel in Slack. And $4 a month would be $1 per episode. So that's our, one of our more popular tiers. We just also added $15 a month for a Dungeons & Dragonite support tier. That will actually get you some exclusive physical rewards mailed to you after the season is over. If you want podcast advice or a 30-minute session with just me, that reward tier has been added. So there's just some new reward tiers and some exclusive stuff that only Patreon backers get. Of course, It's Super Effective will always be free. The Patreon is just a way to support us if you care to do so. Enjoy the show. Thanks. stick me early in the morning here so that's okay uh big thanks to them for having me out this is like my fifth year here but before i go into that this is a pokemon panel so if you don't like pokemon you're probably in the wrong room and my name is sbj i am the host of a podcast called it's super effective uh there hey there's my logo up there and before we get into things how many of you actually listen to the podcast raise of hands some people cool awesome well thanks for coming out if you don't listen to the podcast it's a really terrible show on itunes um has a couple thousand downloads a week but uh we do record weekly and uh you can get it on itunes and stitcher and soundcloud so if you like podcasts that's that's uh, something we do weekly talk about pokemon it's normally just not me i'm pretty boring so i bring in some guests from time to time so let's start Hey, there we go. So I never know what to talk about at these panels because, as we saw from the raise of hands, uh, some of you don't listen to my show. So I try to be general, try to be specific, not specific, so I can at least appeal to everyone here and hopefully not waste your next hour. Yeah. <laughs> so that being said, we're gonna, I'm going to go through the 20 years of Pokemon and try to give you a recap and hopefully blow your mind with some stuff you might not know about Pokemon. Uh, if I get some things wrong, I'm sorry. I tried my best last night until 4 a.m. to get something worthwhile for you guys. So we're going to go through the 20 years and then five time, which will probably happen because I blow through content pretty fast. Uh, we can do a Q&A at the end, and you guys can answer que ask questions, and I will answer them to the best of my ability. That's usually my favorite part, and that's uh, the last couple of years, that's what we end up doing for the majority of the time. So... This will be about the 20 years of Pokemon. Um, 
We know nothing about Pokemon Sun and Moon, so I will touch on that in a little bit, but just so you know, like, everything from there is speculation. Alright, let's start. Awesome, so, I'm going to remind myself that February 27th, 1996 is the Japanese date of when Pokemon Red and Green came out, in Japan of course. And then September 28th is when it came to North America. Later on in the slides, I'm going to flip the North American date and the Japanese date because it's not as relevant as it is from here. Now, obviously, Pokemon just celebrated its 20th anniversary on February 27th. That was uh, Pokemon Day where you could get cards from Toys R Us and, and the virtual console games for Red, Blue, and Yellow were available in the eShop. So maybe some things you don't know about Pokemon Red and Blue. Uh, it received a 10 out of 10 from IGN. It was called the Masterpiece. Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff's name. So in early in development, I thought this was uh, somewhat of a fun fact. Uh, they were originally supposed to be named Pudding and Custard. <laughs> before their names were changed to <laughs> Jigglypuff and Wigglytuff. There were a bunch of other names that were changed prior. The only other one that I thought was kind of funny, it was Vulpix was supposed to be named Foxfire. Not to get confused with Firefox. Alright, so they originally wanted to have the, re to the ability to rebattle any trainer throughout the game. That was cut last minute due to time. Uh, that was something that was then introduced, I believe, in Gold and Silver. See, you guys know more than I do. Uh, there was also supposed to be a female trainer playable, but that was also cut. We didn't see that until Crystal, if I'm not mistaken. And then, what else do we have here? Lance's Dragonite Nose Barrier. It's, uh, Dragonite can't actually learn Barrier at all. Uh, I believe a couple months ago, maybe even a year ago, Lance's Dragonite was given away as a gift from um, Digital Download, and it did no Barrier then. What else do we have here? Some stuff you can't see on the screen because I only had room for so many bullet points. <laughs> Drowsy Sprite has five fingers in red and blue. It's actually supposed to only have three. Uh, some Pokemon share the same cries back in red and blue. The original exa some examples are Charizard and Rhyhorn have the same cry. Ditto and Poliwag share the same cry. And Goldeen and Caterpie have the same exact cry. So if you're going through a virtual console right now, playing red and blue, getting your Pokemon ready for sun and moon, uh, that's something you can notice. Also, finally, to round out red and blue here is, hi, I like shorts, they're comfy and easy to wear. <laughs> was a very popular meme that came from red and blue. It was referenced again in Pokemon Black and White 2, uh, where another trainer does say that. Alright, gold and silver are now reminding myself that the North America date is now on top and the Japanese date is on the bottom here. So we have almost a three year difference between uh, when red and blue came out and gold and silver. So gold and silver added 100 new Pokemon, brought it up to 251. Battle music. Uh, is different during the day and night. These are the only games where the battle music is different between day and night. Obviously in some games they got rid of the day and night cycle, but um, when you're battling Gold Silver, the music is slightly different depending on what time of day it is. Moon Balls never worked. Still don't. Don't know if they release it on Virtual Console, if they will fix it. 
Moon balls don't work as they were planned. They were supposed to increase the catch rate times four when trying to catch Pokemon that evolves using a Moonstone. So your Jigglypuff or your Clefairy. Instead, they were programmed to increase the catch rate when you try to catch a Pokemon that uses a Burn Heal. Which, of course, will never happen because a wild Pokemon will never use Burn Heal on itself. Uh, skateboarding was a form of transportation that was in Gold and Silver that they ended up cutting. And they just left it with the bicycle. And if we saw an X and Y, they went with some rollerblades, which, which I was a big fan of. But uh, it would kind of be cool to have a skateboard. I guess in like the early 2000s, skateboarding was real big. Like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2 was a real big fad. Uh, there was a lot of glitches in Gold and Silver. Um, Due to a glitch in the game's code, burn, paralysis, and poison status don't affect the catch rate of a Pokemon. So paralyzing or poisoning a Pokemon does not increase the catch rate when it's supposed to. Uh, Steel and Dark, these two types were introduced to balance out Psychic in the game because uh, Psychic was too powerful, and at the time, Psychic was only weak against Bug. So that's why uh, Steel and Dark type was added, and those were the two newest types until we got Fairy. And then the gym in Goldenrod City is laid out like the shape of a Clefairy. I don't have a picture of that, but if you go through and you look at how the flowers are arranged in that gym, it actually makes out to be a Clefairy. And I could probably talk about how Whitney's Meltank is the worst. <laughs> but you guys probably all know that. <laughs> Alright, March 19th, 2003 is when Ruby and Sapphire came out. November 21st in Japan. Japan loves their uh, November release dates for Pokemon. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire added a lot. They also removed a lot. Uh, one of the big things that kind of bothered me is you can no longer name your rival. Uh, which was a bit of a bummer. Uh, Ruby and Sapphire is the only main series game where you actually meet your father. <laughs> Very hard times in the Pokemon world. <laughs> Ruby and Sapphire introduced Pokemon abilities. And it also introduced uh, battles, uh, double battles. Uh, on top of that, it introduced natures, as well as stat changes regarding Eevees and Ivies. And it also added Pokemon contests. So these were the first games on the Game Boy Advance. These games also cut off compatibility between <laughs> Red and blue and gold and silver, you can no longer trade. That's why in the future we get uh, fire red and leaf green. Uh, if you're keeping count of the amount of Pokemon added, uh, Ruby and Sapphire added 135 new Pokemon. They also added a bunch of Pokeballs. So my favorite Pokeball is the Premier Ball, which is that white ball with the red ring around it. Uh, that was added in Ruby and Sapphire. It just looks fancy, it doesn't really do anything. The <laughs> It looks sweet though. The repeat ball was added, which makes easy it makes it easier to catch Pokemon that were already caught. The timer ball was added, which uh, if you're struggling in a very long battle, the timer ball makes that easy. The nest ball was you see a theme here. The nest ball was added, which makes lower level Pokemon easier to catch. The net ball was added to catch the internet. No, I mean uh, to catch water Pokemon and bug Pokemon. Dive Ball was added to catch uh, sea-dwelling Pokemon, and the Luxury Ball was added to uh, make the capture of Pokemon more comfortable and friendly with its trainers. So 
So, uh, Ruby and Sapphire went balls crazy. <laughs> On April 22nd, 2007, we got some diamond. That's because all the Hoenn fans are satisfied now. So now we can get excited for Diamond and Pearl here. Uh, introduced April 22nd, September 28th in Japan. These were the games that actually got me back into Pokemon. I stepped away from Pokemon during Gen 3. That was the time when I was in middle school and gosh forbid you talk about Pokemon and get made fun of. Um, but I was in high school when Pokemon was cool again. And so everyone jumped on the Diamond and Pearl bandwagon. Some of my favorite games so the, this is the first game where the Pokemon Lab, your professor, is not actually located in your hometown. It's also the first Pokemon game that added Wi-Fi uh, with like the GTS trading, battling, and also added voice chat as well. So I think a lot of people forget that. I think, you know, we've been playing Pokemon for 20 years that we just take what we have <coughs> given, but it was actually only uh, less than 10 years ago we, we finally got Wi-Fi and everything. Route 218, I'm like trying to think of why I wrote that down. Um, so within Route 218, inside one of the hallway-type buildings, there is a guard who will tell you how thirsty he is. However, bringing him a drink won't do anything, but this is a reference to the original games in red, blue, green, and yellow, in which a player must bring a drink to the guard in Saffron City to pass. I suppose I could have a presentation of about uh, how all the games reference each other in some way, but picked out a couple. If you're keeping track, 107 new Pokemon were added in Diamond and Pearl. A new battle system was used in Diamond and Pearl. This battle system separated attacks from physical and special. Uh, so if an enemy is actually touched when attacked, it's considered physical. If it's not, it's considered special. You guys probably all know that. But this was considered pretty controversial at the time. Uh, because, you know, anytime you change somebody's Pokemon game, they're going to freak out. <laughs> and people did freak out, but then it's, it was fine. <laughs> Everything is always fine. Black and white. Alright, March 6, 2011, that's when we got black and white with 156 new Pokemon to date. Uh, you notice that I'm only doing main series games. Uh, but I do want to point out that between every main series game, there's been three to four years. That's why it makes so much sense that we're getting Sun and Moon this year, and not like a Pokemon Z or anything, because it has been three full years, which is the apparently the Pokemon trigger for must-have new game. <laughs> the Sword of Justice Pokemon. Does anyone know who those are? Uh, so, some of you guys said it right. It's Cabalion, Terrakion, Verizion, and Keldeo. Those are the Sword of Justice. There's a movie about it that's very bad. <laughs> but they are actually based on the three musketeers. I'm going to slaughter some names here, but Cabalion, Terrakion, and Verizion are based on Athios, Porthos, and Ar Armis? Armis? Aramis. Aramis, there we go. That's why you guys are here. <laughs> Now you're thinking Three Musketeers, what, what about good old Keldeo? Keldeo is the youngest Musketeer based on DR... There you guys go. I should just replace you with me. This would go way smoother. Calestia City, floor 22. Does anyone know what's there? Oh, see, we got, what, like, we got like two people who got it. Uh, no, Kyrium is not on floor 22. 
Um, Game Freak has its own building, Castalia City. They appear on the, the 22nd floor, which is the same floor of their real-life office tower, which is the Carrot Tower in Tokyo, Japan. So yeah, kind of, did I blow anyone's mind there? <laughs> Slightly? Uh, there was a lot of DSi-specific features. I'll get back to the TMs in a second. So the reason I put the DSi features is because we have the new, the new 3DS, not to be confused with the non-new 3DS. And so Black and White did take advantage of the DSi. So again, just speculating that I would, I would hope and assume that Sun and Moon take advantages of the new 3DS, but still work on the original 3DS just like Black and White did. But some of the specific features are uh, the games can connect to routers with a WPA connection. That's just technical, but that was a feature. Uh, camera can be used during X-Transceiver uh, communications with other players. The C gear shows the system power using three battery bars instead of two. Very fancy there. And on the home screen, the handheld console, the little Pokeball will actually wiggle uh, instead of not moving at all. So very minor features that the DSi had, but uh, the Game Freak did put into some consideration if you were using the new hardware. And finally, TMs have infinite use. No longer do you have to go to the fourth floor of the Pokemart in Celadon City and buy a bunch of TMs over and over, buy your ice beam. Um, TMs have infinite use, which was a big welcoming change, I think, to black and white. cheer for games. It's exciting. We have more games after this. Spoiler. Alright, so on October 12th, 2013, our first worldwide release of Pokemon X and Pokemon Y. 72 new Pokemon. This is the smallest amount of Pokemon they added to a new main series game. Just keep that in mind for Sun and Moon. Uh, they did add fairy types. Boost for fairy? debate in here about fairy type. Uh, this type was added to balance out dragon, uh, which was, dragon was only weak to dragon and ice, so fairy type was added to balance that out. Fairy attacks, if you did not know, are strong against dragon, fighting, and dark types. They resist fire, poison, steel. Fairy are only weak to poison and steel. They resist fighting, bug, dark, and they are immune to dragon attacks. Uh, X and Y is when we got Mega Evolutions, which was Pokemon's cop-out of not giving us a fourth evolution and increasing the Pokedex even more. But I'm actually very happy with Mega Evolutions. I like how it doesn't bog down the Pokedex, and I like that it makes Pokemon like Charizard actually bearable. I'm just kidding. Charizard's cool. Lucario, not so much. <laughs> If you visit the Pokemon Center on your birthday, you do get a special birthday wish. I don't know if any of you guys knew that, but that's a little fun fact. This was the first Pokemon game in 3D. Prior to that, we had sprites and everything, so that was a very major change to the series. It was also uh, the first game, because of worldwide release, it was available in seven different languages, which you can pick at the beginning if you wanted to hone your Italian right off the bat. <laughs> you can do so. Uh, according to Masuda, who is uh, in charge of the Pokemon, the Pokemon, on November 18th, 
He stated that when X and Y was in development, it had over 500 people working on it, including localization, and it took 3.5 years to make. And Pokemon X and Y added the ever so popular Sky Battles. That was sarcasm. Uh, but uh, Horde Battles, I think, are still pretty popular, especially for your EV and your IV training. And uh, it added Pokemon of Me, it added the PSS, the player search system, and it added Super Training. So I do have some information about Sun and News. Sun, sun and Moon. Sun and News. Alright, breaking information. These games are compatible with Pokemon Bank. Uh, specifically, they are compatible with the uh, red, blue, and yellow virtual console games. We don't have a way to move those Pokemon to uh, any game, but they will only move to Sun and Moon. They won't move to X and Y, according to Pokemon's website. These are also going to be the first Pokemon games released in Chinese, which is just very popular because China is a big land mass. Um, and it was stated that this will be a worldwide release again. All right, that's pretty much all I have for the main series games. So based on, oh, I have more, I have more. Uh, so based on what we saw, the lowest amount of Pokemon, new Pokemon we got was uh, 76, and the highest we got was 150. So pick a number between there. I'm assuming that's how many new Pokemon we're going to get. Um, and... I don't know if it's based off the current engine, but it's been in development for three years, at least to our knowledge, and that there was no Pokemon game last year, so I would assume that this will be drastically different, but uh, there's supposed to be, supposedly, a Korokora, Korokora is a magazine that comes out in Japan, and it's supposed to come out, I think, in two to three weeks, and there will supposed, supposedly be new information regarding Sun and Moon there. So, but we got... Plenty of time for that. So instead of looking into the future with Sun and Moon, let's go into the past and look at all the Pokemon spin-off games. Some, some being good, some being bad. So let's... Man, I feel like Pokemon Snap is like... You shouldn't bring it up because people just freak out on how, how good it is. So Pokemon Snap actually only had 63 of the 151 Pokemon appear in it. Uh, it was rumored that there was supposed to be 64 Pokemon because it is the Nintendo 64. Uh, and there was actual screenshots of Ekans being take, uh, having pictures taken of it, but Ekans does not actually appear in the game, which is... Kind of why it makes sense that there's 63. Because if there was Ekans, we would uh, be at the right number for the fad that was 64. And then uh, Pokemon Pinball, very popular Game Boy Color game. At least to me, it's the only pinball game I actually kind of liked. Uh, fun fact about that is Mew can appear at the end of the game as a catchable Pokemon, but you can't actually catch it because of the limitation of the RAM inside a Game Boy cartridge. It would require you to hit Mew over a thousand times in two minutes in order to catch it, which was never possible. But if you did encounter Mew, you did unlock its Pokedex entry. So I think they knew that 
They messed up. Yeah! More spin-offs. Yeah. All right, so we have the Pokemon trading card game, uh, which I remember getting on Easter. I was so excited, it was the best Easter I ever had. The Easter Bunny was very good to me that year when I was a kid. And Pokemon Stadium as well, which was very popular. Um, so, make it feel like I'm going a little fast. So I could tell this, res this wrestling story I have about Pokemon Stadium. You guys are thinking wrestling, right? But I'll tell it, because I think it's okay. I think it's kind of a good story. I've never told it on my podcast, so you guys are first to hear it. It's, I, maybe it's not that good, I don't know. So bear with me here until I get to the Pokemon part of it. So I was in sixth grade when Pokemon Stadium came out. And I was livid. I was so excited to get it. But also in sixth grade, I, was a, I came upon WWE. And I thought, man, this is the coolest show. Sixth grade, it's like 11 years old, watching WWE every night. It was on with my parents. And uh, so in sixth grade, of course, you know, you're in a new environment. You want to try to be active, trying to make new friends. So Pokemon was already very big in sixth grade. I had that covered. Had all my Pokemon friends. We were good. But I like WWE so much that I'm looking at all the sports, and I'm not athletic at all. And I'm like, wrestling. I love WWE. I want to be a wrestler. And my parents were like, you know, it's, it's not the same. And I said, no, Mom. I want to be a wrestler. They're so, they have cool entrances. They have pyro. They're so cool, Mom. So they were like, okay, put you into wrestling. So, I don't know if you guys know what it's like to have a coach yelling at you on the sideline, but then to also have your dad yelling at you at the sideline to do stuff during a wrestling match, which is not fun. I hated wrestling. I, my parents were right. It was nothing like I wanted. I'm not athletic. I didn't have the anger to tackle another guy. I just thought that I'd wear a cool outfit and have pyro one day. It was a terrible experience. So I went to every wrestling meet. I went to every wrestling school event. I went to every night of training just hating it. Absolutely hating it. And I didn't win a single match. Probably did 30 or 40 matches in my weight class. I think I was like 99 pounds back then. I was 11 years old. So it was very, very rare if I even got somebody that matched my weight that wasn't like 7 years old and could easily take me out, me being 11. So finally, after going to all these events, I finally won my first match, and I barely won it. And the entire time, coach is yelling at me, my dad is yelling at me, grab his leg, don't grab his leg, go from behind, don't go from behind. And I won. And instead of my dad being proud, he told me that I was lucky that I barely won, because I made so many mistakes. My dad's not a nice person. So. We go back on my losing spree. I keep losing, I keep losing, I keep losing. And Pokemon Stadium came out, and I begged my dad for it. I was like, Dad, you got me every Pokemon game. You got me Pokemon Pinball the day it was released. You got me Pokemon Silver the day it was released. Can I have Pokemon Stadium? And the answer was no. It's not your birthday, it's not your Christmas, you're too spoiled. Can't have Pokemon Stadium. So we're at the school meet, wrestling. Dad's there, getting ready to yell at me what to do, and he pulls me aside and he goes, son, if you win this match, 
We will go to Toys R Us. We will get you Pokemon Stadium. I've never been so pumped up to win a match in my life. And again, school wrestling, not like real wrestling. In fake or fake wrestling, there's a three count. One, two, three. Again, really cool. Pyro, cool outfits, three count. In real wrestling, school wrestling, it's only a one count. Your shoulders down. One, you're done. You're out. So they partnered me up with the person in my weight class. Feeling really good. I have to win this. There's Pokemon Stadium on the line. And we, we start the wrestling match, and I'm winning. I'm, you get points in wrestling if you like, tackle their leg or you get behind them. You, you get points. So you can win two ways. You get either enough points, time limit runs up, or you pin the person. I've never pinned anyone. I lost. A lot. So I'm winning. I'm winning. I'm going through. Round after round, I'm in the lead. I'm in the lead. I'm doing it. We're in the last round. I have three points ahead. Even if he got behind me and got an extra point, I was still good. I was golden. And something happened, and I can't remember when so fast. And all of a sudden, I was pinned. And I lost with 20 seconds left in the match to go. All I needed to do was wait 20 more seconds, and I would have had Pokemon, so you guys thought this was going to be a happy ending. It wasn't. I lost. And I lost my chance at Pokemon Stadium. And that was my story. Uh, I did end up getting Pokemon Stadium for my birthday, and I absolutely loved it. But Pokemon Stadium will always have a place in my heart for reminding me that I absolutely hated anything athletic, especially wrestling. And that I know one day when I have kids, I will use Pokemon to drive them to do great things. <laughs> All right. One of these games is my favorite. It's not Hey You Pikachu. <laughs> uh, I was a very big fan of Pokemon Puzzle League. Still, I'm a very big fan of Pokemon Puzzle League. I don't have any real fun facts about these games. Pokemon Puzzle League is the only Pokemon game from last time I checked, which was not released in Japan. That was a fun fact I shared last year. Uh, Pokemon Pikachu, uh, hey, Pikachu is just garbage. So that's, that's your fun fact there. All right, we got more spin-off titles. So we're in 2003. We got Pokemon Channel, which if you thought, hey, you Pikachu is bad, we're going down a deeper hole. And we got Pokemon Pinball Ruby and Sapphire, which is actually also a very good pinball game. Um, I built an arcade cabinet with my friend Aaron. And we put a GameCube in it, and we put a Game Boy Player in it. And so the arcade cabinet has like paddles on the side and has face buttons. So we pretty much built a Pokemon pinball machine, uh, which I bring to the Midwest Game Classic, which is in Brookfield, Wisconsin, every year. Um, so it's kind of cool. It exists. It's something I kind of built. More spin-offs so this is from 2004 to 2005. We have Pokemon Dash, the only Pokemon racing game which doesn't say much because it wasn't very good. <laughs> and we have Pokemon Coliseum as well. Uh, not much to share about these games, I guess. These, again, so 2004, 2013, this was kind of when I was out of Pokemon. Uh, more spin-offs. GameCube just landed down with the Pokemon games here. Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. Uh, so I can't remember, is this called Shadow Lugia? Yeah. Um, 
which uh, we have Shadow Mewtwo in Pokémon Tournament, which we'll get to. Uh, but safe to say that probably Shadow Mewtwo is going to stay in Pokémon Tournament, just like Shadow Lugia stayed in Gale of Darkness. The main series game had no space for Shadow Lugia. And then if you like puzzle games, Pokémon Troze, that exists. <laughs> Pokemon spin-off, so this is 2006, uh, we have Pokemon Ranger, and this was very interesting, so when we were in the DS, uh, Mystery Dungeon had a Game Boy Advance specific game, which is Red Rescue Team, and then a three, uh, 2DS, or 2DS, regular DS, Uno DS, uh, Blue Rescue Team. I've never played any of these games, but I heard these are some of the more popular Mystery Dungeon games. Um, I played Gates to Infinity and did not enjoy it. Uh, we have more Pokemon Ranger, because Yokai Watch was an early fad back then, as you can see by that little trainer that looks like Yokai Watch. <laughs> and then we have Pokemon Battle Revolution, which I thought would be awesome. I thought this was Pokemon Stadium 3. It was not. <laughs> it's like Pokemon Stadium 0.5. <laughs> Uh, it was it was cool though. It's, uh, Battle Revolution was cool because this was before uh, X and Y, so we actually got decently looking 3D Pokemon again. And boy, were they pumping out spinoffs back then! All right, we have Explorers of the Sky, Mystery Dungeon. It's very crazy in 2008, 2009. And then we have uh, Explorers of Darkness and Explorers of Time. I didn't play any of these games either. Did you guys? Uh, we have, which, which ranger is this? Guardians. Guardians, okay. And then we have Poke Park Wii, which you might think I would hate, but Poke Park Wii is actually a pretty cool game. And the Pokemon, the actual Pokemon models in that game are legit. They are really cool. I feel like these people also like Fire Emblem. Uh, so we got Pokemon Conquest, and then we have uh, Poke Park 2 Wonders Beyond. Again, Poke Park. If you want a mindless game that looks really good and it's kind of funny, Poke Park is not bad. Uh, and then Pokemon Rumble Blast, which is a mindless game that does not have the good character that Poke Park has. More spin offs. We have uh, Gates. Is that Gates to Infinity? Yeah. Not a good game. Uh, we have Pokemon Rumble U, which is, it's okay. It has uh, Amiibos before they were Amiibos. 2014, can't believe this was only two years ago. We have Pokemon Battle Troze, which is okay. And then Pokemon Art Academy to teach you how to draw Squirtle just as badly. <laughs> 2015. More Mystery Dungeon, Super Mystery Dungeon, to be exact. Pokemon Shuffle, which I adore Pokemon Shuffle. I usually don't like free-to-play games, don't really play games on my iPhone, but Pokemon Shuffle, game is rad. It's really good. Uh, Pokemon Rumble World, again, it was an eShop game, free-to-play, but there is a digital, or there is a physical copy re release available. And then Pokemon Picross, which is okay, it's Picross. It exists. And then finally, 2016. Pokemon Tournament. 
because of my notes. Ask audience who has Pokin. But from the round of applause, yes. Pokin is really good. Uh, it is... I did, a, I did a full review on it on my podcast. It's about 45 minutes of me going through Pokin before it was released. Obviously, you guys can play the game for yourself, but if you're still on the fence for Pokin, I would say that if you like Super Smash Brothers, you would like Pokin. If you don't like Smash Brothers, Pokin's probably not going to seal the deal for you. I mean, unless you play Smash Brothers because of the Pokemon, okay, you could probably get Pokin. But if you don't like anything in Smash Brothers, you're probably not going to like Pokin. Uh, I'm very bad at fighting games. I've lost a lot of times already. Uh, but it's still good, and I plan on playing it every Thursday night with, uh, with my Pokemon community. So if that's something you're into, if you want to beat me, because I'm very easily beaten in Pokemon. There we go. Also, my favorite in Pokemon is Machamp. <laughs> I never was a big Machamp fan. But playing Machamp in Pokemon realized, made me realize that he was the wrestler I wanted to be. <laughs> We can do some Q&A. If you guys have any questions, I will answer them. We have about 20 minutes. So that'll be a good time. Right here. I mean, in Pokemon Tournament, is there like another word like uh, So the Pokemon Tournament is made by the people who made Tekken from Namco, Namco Bandai. So you would think that Pokemon would be more like Tekken, but it's not. But it's made by the Tekken team, so that's where the Pokemon comes from. Somebody's hand go up and then go down. Okay. Yeah. Most important question I've ever had about Pokemon. What do you kids do in Uh, annoy you? Is that it? Really? Uh, I don't remember that. I only played through X and Y once, but um, I don't remember what the tips do. I was gonna say they actually increase like your coolness so you can have access to the higher. Level. Your coolness. That's something I still struggle with. <laughs> Way in the back. Will they ever bring back Shadow Pokemon? Shadow Pokemon. Well, we have Shadow Mewtwo now in Pokemon, and we have we had Shadow Lugia, but I think, to be honest, I think that's something that is for spin-off games. I don't think that's something for the main series game. I don't know how you would introduce that in the main series without making that like a type or something. Like we have Dark, we have Ghost. I don't know how you would introduce that without offsetting the balance. I was always a big, like, I always thought that fairy wasn't the last type they were ever going to do. If you listen to my podcast, I'm very big on them introducing, like, a sound type. Because there's so many sound type moves in the game. Like, growl, roar, sonic boom. Exploud is a Pokemon that exists. Noivern has a giant boombox on its head. Uh, but I don't know without, I, I, I'm starting to think it's too soon to introduce a new type just because we still have Fairy trying to work out with Dragon. Uh, but I don't think Shadow would ever be like a type or anything to bring in. I think that's kind of like a spin-off. Now that we've seen it twice with Lugia and Mewtwo, I think that's kind of a spin-off thing. I could be wrong though, Shadow Mewtwo could be the main bad guy in Sudden News. Uh, right over here. The Shadow Pokemon? Ghost Pokemon are actually ghosts. Yes, I do think so. Uh, you have... Well, you have, a, you have a bunch of ghost Pokemon. You have Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar. Obviously, they can go through walls. If you play Pokemon, Gengar goes right through the grass, appears behind you, throws a giant punch at you out of nowhere. Um, 
But uh, there are other ghost Pokemon like Golurk, I believe is a ghost, right? Yeah. Ghost Ground, but he was actually made by man. He was man-made uh, Pokemon, just like Genesect and Mewtwo. So I don't know how that works, how uh, people can make a ghost. But Golurk's cool. If you ever watched the black and white movie, he turns into a giant rocket and blasts into the air. You can't go wrong with that. In the back. I took notes because I knew somebody was going to ask that. Uh, I really like water Pokemon, which is funny. And funny about me is I can't swim at all. Again, going back, back to me not being athletic, I can't wrestle, I can't swim, uh, I can't talk. Uh, but I really like water Pokemon a lot. Um, I, like, I have a new found addiction to Ducklet. <laughs> I think Ducklet is real cool. Uh, real awesome. Swanna though? Swanna's lame. I get it, like the swan and the duck, I get it. The swan, you're not cool. I'll keep a duck left. Okay, uh, they keep doing mega evolutions instead of which mega evolution are you going? Hoping? Oh, Hoping? Uh, so my favorite Pokemon ever is Farfetch. And if Farfetch could get a mega evolution, I could die happy. Because Farfetch is real cool. Um, I always thought Machamp should get a Mega Evolution. If you look at Red and Blue, uh, Machamp is the complete opposite in every aspect of Alakazam. The, you need to trade Kadabra, you need to trade Machoke. Uh, Alakazam is all about special attack, Machamp is all about physical attack. They're complete opposites. And I think they were exclusive to each other's game, too. I could be wrong on that. but. Uh, Machamp feels like a given for a Mega Evolution, so I feel like that's going to happen. Uh, Farfetch is a dream that I want to happen. Um, I think, though, Hypno is very forgotten about. And Mega Evolution, like, restores people's faith back into certain Pokémon. Like, no one cared about Beedrill, and then they gave it Mega Beedrill, and you're like, yeah, Beedrill's more cool now. He's real cool. Um, so, if you were to ask me, like, more Pokemon, I would say Pokemon that are forgotten about, like Hypno, like Bear Tick, like Huntail. Like, to me, those all deserve Mega Evolutions because they're, they get forgotten about, and they're cool. Well, Hypno, maybe not so much, but... <laughs> the center? Uh, the question was, is the concept of, about Pokemon capturing animals and forcing them to fight? <laughs> yes? I think, I think Pokemon does a lot of things and I think that's forgotten about, especially for people who don't play Pokemon or people who go, oh, Pokemon's still a thing? Um, there's a lot of aspects of Pokemon, like competitive battling. And you see that in like the Super Bowl commercial. I don't know if you guys saw the Super Bowl commercial that Pokemon did. But it wasn't, it wasn't about two animals fighting. It was about competing at like a strategic level and having people watch and be excited about competition and how like that brings people together. That's why you get so many people watching football. Yeah, anyone could play football. I'd go out and attempt to throw a football. But it's about like bringing people together and like sharing strategies and competitively battling and having that form around that central thought. But then there are other aspects like trading and collecting. 
for me, I'm not a competitive battler because I'm not good at it. But I'm all about trying to fill out my Pokedex. I'm all about getting the event exclusive Pokemon and like keeping those. And like when Pokemon Bank came out, I was like, oh my god, like this is what I always wanted. I want to keep my Pokemon from generation to generation. And when my kids have Pokemon, I want to go like, this is the the Scrafty that I got from Pokemon Worlds in 2012. Like. It's event specific and it was only available in this time and like now you can have it you can raise it to be yours like I want those memories and then there's the aspect of just like meeting new people like when I started my podcast almost six years ago I didn't have like I didn't really know that many people who played Pokemon besides you know, the people I worked with or the people or some of my close friends but like community and connecting with people is such a big thing in Pokemon and I think that's not really talked about a lot like you guys are all here because you like pokemon you're listening to me talk because you like pokemon and that's really cool and there's not a lot of other games that really bring that together like i'm sure some of you right now are street passing with each other and possibly trading or battling and that's stuff that just kind of goes on um there was something i lost my train of thought <laughs> uh went back Cool, great question. What game features would I like to see in Sun and Moon? Uh, the biggest thing is trainer customization. I want that to come back. I thought that was very important. For me, my, some of my, my least favorite series is probably Black and White. And the reason I say that is because I felt like Black and White focused on N, the trainer. It didn't focus on you. And when I play a Pokemon game, I want it to be about me. It's my journey. It's me going from start to finish, it's me collecting these Pokemon, it's me raising and making connections with these Pokemon. And Black and White and Black and White 2 was all about N. Well, you know, N thinks this, N thinks that, N did this, N did that. And it just didn't feel like it was my journey, it felt like I was following N's journey. And that's why I don't care for Black and White. So when they brought trainer customization to X and Y, and they gave me friends, which was okay, I kind of wish I could name my friends, or like at least nickname my friends like in Animal Crossing. <laughs> or like in Animal Crossing, they would be like, hey, French Toast, you like that nickname, French Toast? And you're like, no, I don't. They're like, oh, okay, uh, never mind then. Um, I wish that stuff got brought into Pokemon, at least in the aspect of like, let me name my friends. But the trainer customization was such a big thing of like, I'm different now, I can wear what I want, I can change my skin color, I can change my hair, I can change my eyes. So if they can bring that back, that would probably be the number one thing on my wish list. Um, I think the given of like add new Pokemon, I really like the rollerblade system, and that was a big thing of why I didn't really like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, is because they took away my rollerblades and they gave me the sneaking mechanic. And I'm one of the most impatient players in the game. So the fact that I'm slower, already because I don't have rollerblades and then the fact that you can make me even slower to sneak like again sneaking is cool but let me just like run full blade. give me my skateboard and gold and silver that's what I want right here oh man theories uh, the question was what came first Arceus or Mew Whew, that's a tough one. Uh, I would, I, my gut tells me Arceus came first. That would be my gut. Um, but you know, Giratina, he's real cool. And he's the opposite, kind of. Uh, right here. 
Pokemon Go. Uh, so actually yesterday there was a video from South by Southwest that showed about 45 seconds of Pokemon Go footage and there was rumors and speculations that this was fake footage but it was uploaded from a couple different a angles and uh, I'm friends with Joe from Cerebi. I'm sure you guys have all heard of that little, little website. It's a little Pokemon website, very small. Um, but he usually only posts something on Cerebi when there's enough information to prove that it's real. And he did post it, and uh, looking through conversations, it didn't seem real. It doesn't seem, let me back up. I didn't have very high expectations for Pokemon Go. And the reason I, I say that is because I didn't really like Ingress. I went through it. Ingress is the game that Niantic made before Pokemon Go. Ingress is like this. It's pretty much Pokemon Go without Pokemon, or at least the central shared thought process. Um, so I wasn't a big fan of Ingress. The people who like Ingress really like Ingress. They like Ingress a lot. Um, so I didn't have high expectations for Pokemon Go. When I saw the 45 seconds, which was pretty much, if, if you watch the video, it's an Ivysaur, and they show them going into their inventory, picking a Pokeball, throwing the Pokeball. It wiggles twice. Ivysaur gets out because they didn't hold down B. Um, <laughs> And they go, okay, and they go back in their inventory, and they skip past the Great Ball, and they skip past the Alter Ball, and they go right to the Master Ball. I've got to catch that Ivysaur. And, of course, uh, obviously at that point there's like zero, like, it's not tense anymore because the Master Ball is going to work unless you programmed it wrong like you did the Moon Ball. But they catch the Ivysaur, and then they kind of show the overworld of the map, and that was it. And you're just like, well, that's all the game is. It's, it's not that exciting. I, I don't have a high expectations for it. I think it'll still be cool. I think, though, that you're going to get in a situation where it's like, you get three free Pokeballs a day, and if you run out, you can buy more. You can buy five Pokeballs for 99 cents. Hey, you really want to catch that Garchomp? Now you're out of Pokeballs. Well, this Master Ball is $4.99, and it guarantees success. Uh, I think that's what you're going to see with Pokemon Go. Obviously, they did say there's going to be microtransactions and whatnot, but based off of the 45 seconds I saw, which is not a lot, um, it kind of reassured me that I probably shouldn't get so excited about this. This, should, this is just something on the side. It's just like Pokemon Shuffle, except Pokemon Shuffle is really good. <laughs> right over there. Yep. Um, so Pokemon, you've always started out as I would love that. The question was, how would you like to see the main story completely change from the, you know, ten-year-old boy, which I am, um, going from town to town collecting eight badges? I think right now, you you suffer the problem of you can't make the games too hard or too difficult because you are always getting new Pokemon trainers coming, but you can't make the games. Well, right now the games are too easy. I think for all of us who have been playing for years, the games are pretty easy. And I was really happy with X and Y. Like going through the first gym, I was like, yeah, this feels good. Then there was that long wait before the second gym. And you get there and you battle and you're like, yep, this, feels, this is what I want. This, you're doing it right, Game Freak. And then all of a sudden the third gym came, the fourth gym came, the fifth gym, and it was just like so piled up. And then at that point, the game kind of became a cakewalk. And I would like to see if they're going to keep the eight gyms, let every gym be 10 levels. Gym number one, you got to be level 10. Gym number two, you got to be level 20. Gym number three, you got to be level 30. 
Because we're getting to that point where either fix the balance or bring down the maximum level to 50 because nothing matters after 50. You're either getting round up to a level 100 or you're getting rounded down to 50. And there's, yeah, there's Cynthia and there's some stuff there, but I think that's a big, that's a big, like, wall for me is how easy the games are. And maybe there's a, like, beginner mode or, like, advanced mode before you start the new game or something. I would like to see that to mix it up. I mean, you're not changing it drastically. You're still getting the eight gems, but, like, don't let me just plow through everything with a Blaziken. Like, <laughs> give me some challenge. Right here, look at it. Uh, good question. Is Kyogre a frog or a whale? Uh, Kyogre is a whale. No frog. There are frog Pokemon like Seismitoad, but he's not cool. If you want a cool frog, you want Politoad. He's the coolest frog. Speaking of Mega Evolution, Politoad needs a Mega Evolution. Way in the back. Uh, question was, how do you think they made an MMORPG? Um, I would not like that, actually. That's brought up at every panel. I've been doing this panel for five years, and I always get that question. And if you asked me that five years ago, even four years ago, I would have said, yes, I want that. But now I don't. And the reason I say that is because I don't want to be going through my adventure and going, hey, battle me. Hey, battle me. Hey, like, I'm already trying to avoid the trainers. <laughs> to avoid real-life trainers. <laughs> so, there, so I play two games a lot. I play Destiny a lot, and I play Final Fantasy XIV. I don't know what those moves are for, either one. Uh, but I think Destiny does the quote-unquote MMO really well, where uh, you see other people in the world, but you don't really interact with them unless they're in your party. And I think... Pokemon could benefit from that, at least in like, have a town where you could like see a bunch of people walking around, and that would be really cool in a social aspect of like, hey, let's trade, or like, hey, let's give items. Obviously, you can't battle on towns. But then maybe when you go into the, the overworld, you see people, but you can't really interact with them. And I think that would be okay. I think what Pokemon's missing, or what people actually want, is just a world that doesn't feel empty. And I think that's a good compromise, where um, it's in like a full MMO like Final Fantasy XIV. It's just like consistent everything happening all the time, and um, I don't think that would work. But I think if you did like a Destiny approach where it's like, well, you get some interaction here, and you get a little bit more interaction here, I think that would work really well, and that's kind of what I would want to see. But as for a full MMO, I was like, no, stop asking to battle me. I'm just trying to get to Saffron City. <laughs> right here. Is there any particular type of weird Pokemon you'd like to see? Like, we have an ice cream cone, we have a garbage bag, reach rubbish. Is there any particular weird Pokemon? That's a good question. I've never got asked that. Uh, so we'll probably do one more question after this, just because we're for the sake of time. Uh, but the question was, would any weird Pokemon, like a garbage can or an uh, ice cream cone? Um, I would like to see, and this is kind of cheating, but I would like to see a woodpecker Pokemon. Um, a lot of people think that in the preview for Sun and Moon, the one Pokemon they did show was a woodpecker. 
And I never thought of it before, but then I was like, yeah, woodpeckers are cool, right? Yeah, woodpeckers. Um, I don't know what else as like weird Pokemon. Hmm. I'm surprised we haven't gotten like some kind of like uh, I was gonna say TV, but Rotom almost gets that. But like some kind of like like cell phone or something, uh, because you see like cleft key with the keys and stuff. So yeah, I'm trying to think. Ice cream's real. It's hard to beat ice cream. It's real hard. Maybe like cookies. All right, one more right in the center. A dolphin? Yeah, so the question was, do you ever think they would add a dolphin Pokemon? And yeah, I don't know if Japan hates dolphins, or that's like an animal they're, they're not aware of, but yeah, there are, I should go through and I should make a list of animals that are not Pokemon. Obviously, Woodpecker would fit in that list. Dolphin would be in that list. Um, the, the, oh, yeah, I saw that. They did confirm that that was not real. That was? Yeah. There was a long like leak. I think it was like 78 new Pokemon. Um, I don't know where it came from, but the person who originally made it came out and said, yeah, that's not real. Um, uh, speaking of not real, I think we're done. <laughs> Uh, so thank you guys so much for coming out. I had a lot of fun. Um, if you have any questions or you want to say hi or anything, I'll be out in the hallway back there. Uh, if you want my business card, I'll have that. And then also, if you're not doing anything,